Alrighty, hello there, and welcome to the IE Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Sal, bringing you the news from all things soccer in the Inland Empire, from high school, college, adult, amateur, and professional. It's been a while. I took a, I took a month break because uh, I had a summer course, and I just completed uh, that course, and now I have free time to start recording and, you know, keeping up with all things uh i.e. soccer so glad to be back hope you guys missed me i missed all of you guys who uh listened and joined in and you know we're gonna get the ball rolling again this month in july and you know there's a lot of things going on here in i.e. soccer so glad we have uh glad i'm back back in the groove of um recording here uh we got a couple of things that i want to talk about on today's episode kind of just recapping what happened uh this past weekend and kind of the stuff Coming, uh, coming ahead for IE soccer as a lot of uh, a lot of soccer has been slowed down. A lot of the season for some of these IE teams are already done and they're completed, while others are kind of just in the whining stages with only one or two weeks left. And you know some teams are in the playoffs, some teams fell out of the playoffs. Um, all that stuff we'll talk about, including other stuff um, outside of you know their prospective leagues and results. We'll also talk about um, other things going on here in ie soccer and ultimately we'll um end this episode with a interview of uh, coach ozzy who's in charge of iefc um that interview was kind of a little bit i think like before my first episode came out so it was maybe two three weeks uh maybe even a month ago that i did that um interview with coach ozzy but you know nonetheless we'll still uh show that interview just to get his um thoughts back then and you know kind of reflect um you know from the past um his thoughts before he went to um the playoffs and stuff but no spoilers on that don't want to share too much but uh yeah i decided to change the format of the show um you know uh, i'll just keep it short this time i'll just show the the interview after i'm done with the results and standings um as well as some of the other other right i have a category of other related news and then um We'll do the interview, and then um, I'll end it there. It should be a short episode. But, um, yeah, let's just get straight to it. Enough uh, jibber-jabber. We'll just go ahead and jump straight to uh, results and standing. I'm going to go ahead and start with the WPSL for last weekend as I pull up here on my laptop. Right, so in the WPSL SoCal Division or Coastal uh, division of the WPSL. Uh, the regular season has been completed um, from last weekend. The San Diego or the Plymouth Plymouth Conference last division is still playing. Uh, they have maybe one or two games left for San Diego Strikers. Um, not that it matters for IE soccer, but I do cover that for non-pro soccer. But nonetheless, you know the season is over for uh, the Coastal Division of the WPSL SoCal. And I'll read you the standings as it shows here. Uh, first place winners would go to LA Surf Soccer Club. Uh, they um, they got, uh, ended the season with 17 points from eight matches. Uh, they had five wins, two draws, and one loss, uh, scoring 24 and allowing uh, eight goals in the season with a goal difference of 16, and that's on the positive bracket. And in second place is um, an IE team Good to see them on top. Uh, well, not on top, but, you know, in a, in a good qualifying position. SoCal Union being in second place. Uh, they finish 
uh, the regular season with 16 points with uh, five wins, one draw, and two losses. They've scored 18 goals in the season, and they only allowed nine with a goal difference of positive nine. And the other IE team here in the WPSL would be Legends FC, and they ended up in fifth place. They only had uh, 10 points this season. They've got a record of three wins, one draw, and four losses. They've scored 13 goals. They've allowed 14, and that ends their goal difference in negative one. I should have read the results before the standings. Again, it's been a while. But um, I'll read you the results from uh, you know the last match week for WPSL um, that already happened. Um, on July 10th, SoCal Union defeated Elite Development Academy by a score of 1-0. to zero. If you follow us on Instagram, I do have um, the goal that um, SoCal Union scored to uh, defeat EDA. Pretty good goal, just chipping uh, the ball over the goalkeeper, kind of caught her on her line. She kind of just misjudged whether she wants to go for the tackle, go for, um, you know, stopping, you know, um, the, the SoCal player from making the run, but it kind of didn't work in her favor, and the SoCal Union player chipped it over her head, and that's what got the only goal for SoCal Union in that game. And then on Sunday, uh, Legends would lose their final match against uh, International Club Atletico. They would fall by a score of 2-1. to one. With that result, um, again, like I said, they would end up in fifth place, and um, that would be it for uh, the regular season in the Coastal Division. Now back to the rankings. I did say that LA Surf Club finished in first place and SoCal Union FC finished in second place. Now according to uh, my source, uh, Josh, who is in charge of SoCal Union, he's also in charge of um, kind of the results, um, I guess like a results liaison for the WPSL. If I pull up uh, the conversation I have so I can be accurate here. He says he is the director of match reporting. So that means um, before um, anything is official, all the teams must report uh, to Josh in terms of scores, reports, online stance, uh, stats, and making sure the standings are accurate. Um, and he also does it for the U21 division. And that's kind of important because I posted, um, you know, I'm recording on a Monday. I posted on Sunday night saying that, oh, you know, um, SoCal Union season was over because um, I was under the assumption that there was no playoffs. Um, as another team um, kind of told me, you know, beforehand, and I kind of went under that assumption. It was like, oh, okay, so SoCal, um, excuse me, uh, LA Surf would win just honors if they're first place, and that's about it. There's no playoffs. But Josh corrected me in saying the top two teams of this Coastal Division would play for the division title or conference title. I'm going to confuse those two, forgive me, with conference and division. You know, these adult amateur leagues use that interchangeably and I can't, excuse me, I can't, I can't keep up. There's so many, there's so many um, of those phrases to figure out. And he also corrected me on the standings, um, the WPSL does the standings by um, the tiebreaker would be head-to-head um, -head instead of goal difference. So if you see third place in the WPSL Coastal, it would be FC Golden State, right? Kind of the same record and same points as SoCal um, FC, except uh, FC Golden State um, scored 37 goals and they only allowed eight, and their goal difference is plus 29. 
And if the tiebreaker was by goal difference, they would be second place. How I first, you know, assumed it was, it was FC Golden State would have been second and SoCal Union would have been third. But the fact that the league does head-to-head on tiebreakers, SoCal Union will get that second place spot. So that kind of does it, right? So Legends FC, they won't have a playoff this season. They'll end the season in fifth place in the WPSL. And the uh, top two teams that are left is um, LA Surf Soccer Club and SoCal Union FC. So those last two teams are um, going to the conference title matchup, which is going to happen on Saturday, July 17th at 7 p.m. Um, that game will be at La Cañada High School in La Cañada Footridge. Um, yeah, and that matchup is going to be between LA Surf Soccer Club and SoCal Union FC, the winner of that match, will get the conference title. Um, if SoCal Union wins this match, they will be um, the second IE women's team this season to get a title and or an honor for this 2021 calendar year. So, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, we'll cross our fingers and hopefully uh, Josh's team can um, get another title for an IE team, um, especially on the women's side since... That's kind of that's kind of what's left um, with with IE teams so far. They're not doing so hot um, this calendar year, but we'll move forward from that. But that'll kind of conclude the WPSL. And I plan on stopping by on that match um, just because it's a conference, you know, title final. Again, I thought, you know, I thought LA Surf would just win first place. They'll just get the honor. But you know, um, with that correction, you know, now I'm I'm pretty optimistic. Hopefully that. Um, SoCal Union can win that match. Next up, we have the UPSL Women's uh, Western Conference. Um, so not much to say here other than um, we'll read in the result here for match week eight on Saturday, July 10th. Future women defeated San Diego White Tigers uh, by a score of 2-0. Two, um, the only game played so far for the uh, UPSL women uh, this week as uh, Rebels and Verdugos. Um, that match had to be canceled. Um, they posted on social media. And uh, Desert Football Club and Capistrano. Um, that game has been postponed to a... Un- they didn't say when that match will be postponed. So Future Women got the only win for this week um, in the standings. That kind of makes them in first place temporary for the moment. They have uh, 19 points playing eight games they've won six games in the season with a draw and they only lost once so far this season Uh, they scored a total of 25 goals and they've only allowed four with a uh, positive goal difference of 21 now of course there's four other teams with the game on hand including Capistrano who also has 19 points but they only played seven games since uh, their eighth game has been postponed um, they have a record of six wins, one draw, and zero losses. Uh, they have a goal. Um, they scored 22 goals so far in the season, and they only allowed three goals with a positive goal difference of 19. So most likely Capistrano will take that win against Desert Football Club. But you know, I could be wrong. Desert could pull the upset since Capistrano has not lost this season. So it'll be pretty interesting, right? Future FC right now is on top, and hopefully uh, they can stay up there. Um, there's only maybe two to three weeks 
uh, left in the UPSL Women's Western Conference. So, you know, Future can um, take the lead as much as they can. Um, the hierarchy among the rest of the table here in the UPSL women is pretty top-heavy and the bottom, really bottom. Um, Verdugos, for example, are in last place, uh, sixth place. They only want, have one point so far in seven uh, matches um, with one draw and six losses so far in the season with only four goals um, to their name, and they allowed 22 goals so far with a goal difference of a negative 18. And then Rebels Women, um, according to the UPSL uh, website, they actually get deducted a point for, um, they get deducted points by a forfeit game. So they've forfeited a game. Um, I'm not sure what game they forfeited, but they now have two points in the uh, season after um, seven games played. They have only one win and six losses, um, scoring five and allowing 13 with a goal difference of negative eight. So that kind of, that point kind of set them down, set them down a peg there. All right. So that will do it for the adult amateur women. And now we will, um, well, we should talk about what happens next week for match week nine of the UPSL women's, right? Uh, the next match for Future FC will be against Capistrano, um, and that will be on Saturday, July 17th at 5 p.m. Future um, will host that game. That will be a very good competitive game. Hopefully that match could be uh, live stream because it is the top two teams of this uh, conference. We'll go head-to-head -head again. Um, hopefully Future can come away with a win. Um, that was the only loss, if I'm not mistaken, that Future had in this season. It was against Capistrano. I'm trying to figure out what week that was. That was back in week four. Uh, future lost two to one against Capistrano. So that's Future FC's next uh, match there at match week nine. Again, that could change. I don't know if Capistrano will have, um, you know, that postponed match during the middle of the week or maybe on another weekend towards the end of, you know, the regular um, ten weeks that they have to finish here. So we'll keep an eye on that, but for that part, we will now move on to the adult men. And we'll start off with uh, the SoCal Premier. So match week 10 here at the SoCal Prem. Um, some of the results here on uh, Saturday, July 10th at 5 p.m. Uh, City Legends fell to Real Sociedad Royals by a score of 2-0. And on Sunday, uh, IE Republic beated uh, Olympiacos California by a score of two two one so that means in the standing city legends fc is still sitting on that relegation spot they have three points so far in the season um playing eight games so far they have one win and seven losses with a positive um i should say they have uh scored 10 goals so far in the season and they have allowed 39 goals with a goal difference of minus 29 um they they need to do their best if they want to get out of that relegation zone because in 10th place, I think there's only 11 teams um, in the top division here. But, um, you know, ahead of them is Outcast FC, who are kind of the newcomers. Um, they only have four points so far in the season, but they have played only six games, having one win, one draw, and four losses, and they have a goal difference of minus 10. So one win could possibly make City Legends move up to even um, ninth place. Um, Olympiapos, California has five points 
Uh, and they also have the same amount of games as City Legends. So they just need one win to turn things around and not um, suffer relegation. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can get that done. Um, on the opposite side, IE Republic, they've been moving up. They've been consistent so far uh, ever since they fell out of the uh, UPSL Division uh, 1 uh, promotion playoffs. And now kind of, uh, you know, their whole squad is now focused on the SoCal Prem. Uh, they have 15 points so far. They have uh, played seven games. Uh, they have won five games, and they have uh, two losses so far. Scoring 21 and allowing 15 with a positive goal difference of six. And now um, for match week 11 for both of these teams, um, they're going to meet each other. Um, both IE Republic and City Legends FC will take on each other at the SoCal in the SoCal Premier, uh, Premier Division. Uh, IE Republic will be hosting, and that match will be on uh, Saturday, July 17th at 5 p.m. I'm not sure where the venue is, but most likely it's going to be at uh, Ralph Lewis Sports Complex there in Fontana. Um, that's why I've been going to so many games, because Fontana's really close to me. And a lot of the times these, these teams play in that complex, so I can't complain. I might watch it if I have time. So yeah. Because a win with um, IE Republic, because they look like the heavy favorites. IE Republic is in fourth place, if I didn't say that before. Um, a win could change um, IE Republic's kind of catch up to go to first place. Because in the SoCal Premier, it's kind of uh, the same as the English Premier League, where, you know, first place kind of just is, is the champion. There's no playoffs uh, here, but, you know, they're four points behind Mahia, who are in first place. But, uh, you know... You never know if Mahia, you know, they if they lose a game, if they put all their marbles in that Nisa Independent Cup, uh, cup, you know, Capo could take it. Maybe IER can come from behind and, you know, turn things around with uh, two weeks left. So things could be unpredictable. While we're on that, yeah. So that concludes um, SoCal Premier. Um, again, the UPSL Division One, the that SoCal East, that whole season has been done if you've been seeing my instagram stories um the furthest who went out of that was um both ier and storm united they both um you know were second and third so they qualified for a promotional playoff storm got you um got knocked out in the first round slash quarterfinals uh they lost on that match and then ier lost the semifinals against uh, california rush uh, so no one from the ie will get promoted this season uh well yeah let's move on to the other upsl the premier socal south also known as you know the san diego and surrounding so going back to the regular season marietta surf was the only team only ie team to qualify out of that division they ended up in fourth place in the regular season and during their playoffs as we recap uh their playoff run and how they got here in the semifinals they actually played a united city who was in first place at the time, and they blanked them three to zero, kind of uh, my to my surprise, since I think Marietta Surf kind of came late to the um, to the league slash division here, and to knock out first place United City was quite impressive. So they would go on to the finals, and they would play Escondido Mayas, who have also been pretty impressive down there in uh, the San Diego area, and this was um, the UPSL round of 32 national playoffs, and uh, Marietta Surf unfortunately fell to Escondido Mayas by a score of 3-0, to zero, and that was back on uh, Saturday. 
So that would conclude practically all of the IE teams who are men from the UPSL um, league this season. So the UPSL, besides Future FC on the women's side, is done for uh, done for the uh, done for the season, not done for the calendar year, but done for this season so far. And then if you if you guys notice from my uh, Instagram stories as well, the UPSL Premier SoCal North that is also. Um, done with the IE teams, um, IEFC um, falling to Santa Ana wins in the semifinals. They couldn't, they couldn't get past that Orange County team. And yeah, like I said before, all the IE teams in the UPSL are done for this season. And finally, another season wrap-up. We go to the MPSL Southwest. And um, two matches that happened on Match Week 11 in the MPSL Southwest. Um, FC Golden State kind of handled business with Temecula on Wednesday, July 7th. They defeated Temecula 9-0. And then on Saturday, uh, Las Vegas Legends uh, blanked Temecula by a score of 3-0. So Temecula FC will end the season in fifth place. Um, they have four points um, this season, playing 10 games. They've only won once, and they drawed once, and they lost eight games um while losing eight games they only scored eight goals and they've allowed 47 goals this season for a goal difference of negative 39 uh no playoffs for last place the top three teams out of five of this conference will move on to um, the playoff for the national premier soccer league all right so that about does it Again, all that's remaining so far for IE teams, kind of just to wrap everything up. For the women's, uh, the WPSL, uh, SoCal Union have a conference title, and they can possibly, you know, get another honor for IE women's soccer here. Hopefully the second team to do that this calendar season. Uh, the UPSL women's side of Future FC is still in it. They still have two weeks left, and they're trying to fight for that first place spot. So, you know, it could be three teams who can take honors for IE soccer here in the women's side. For the adult men, um, all of the UPSL is done. There's no more um, on that end. And the MPSL is also done as well. So all that's left for the adult amateur men would be the SoCal Premier. Um, you know, City Legends, they're still trying to fight relegation. And IER, maybe they can get first place. But, you know, I kind of... I, I see more Mahia maybe taking it. I'm, I'm pretty sure um, no one can catch up to Mahia. It would be, you know, a bit of fortune if uh, Mahia, again, puts all their marbles in that Nisa Independent Cup. And, you know, then after that, if their second team isn't so hot, then maybe IER can come and swoop in and, and take the title. But, um, yeah, so it looks like only three leagues uh, left so far for IE teams um, in this July, UPSL and MPSL is done for IE teams. All right, and with that, we'll uh, transition to the next topic, which is kind of other news that's happening um, around IE soccer. So we'll be back in a bit. And we're back. 
So in this segment, we'll be talking about um, other news and other things that's been happening in IE soccer that's not, you know, what's happening with uh, their prospective seasons, kind of just um, outside of that. Uh, so yeah, so let's go um, by chronological order. On July 3rd, um, there is a new summer tournament that's been announced by um, Toros Nessas uh, USA, and they're calling it the Corona Cup. This tournament will go from July 10th to August 1st. It seems to be, from the outside, a kind of a friendly tournament against teams within the region that, you know, um, despite their National League affiliations, are going to, you know, have a month of soccer where they play against each other and see who the, um, who the winner is. Um, so the original teams has been announced during this post would be Athletic FC of the UPSL uh, Division One. Uh, SB Bravos, which I assume SB would mean San Bernardino, maybe San Bernardino Bravos. Um, Todos Nessas, uh, USA, of course, would be the host. And Los Bandeleros from uh, FC, I think it's uh, yeah, FC Football Club, Riverside County, which is another adult amateur league um, based out of Corona as well. So that's been uh, the first uh, announcement of these four teams. That's how it was originally going to be. That was back on July 3rd. And um, progressing from that, another announcement has been made on July 6th, where Todos Nes has also posted that um, there's been a change with Los Bandeleros um, opting out of that uh, Corona Cup. Uh, Corona Cup, excuse me. Uh, so they opted out of the tournament, the Corona Cup, and I reached out to them and I kind of asked, you know, why did they opt it out of the tournament? And and I quote here what they said. Uh, they first entered. Um, they said that the tournament was going to be a grand prize of one thousand dollars, and then that's been changed to five hundred dollars, and. Um, it was told to them that you know they had to find their own referees and did their and you know book their own fields and he said according to the math it was um, it wasn't worth it so that's why the they decided to opt out of this Corona Cup so that was that and then uh, later on they announced as I go through the history of my feed here on that same day Todos Nessas announced that uh, Lowell's FC who are also based out of San Bernardino, will be taking their spot in the Corona Cup. And that is not a... They're like SB, uh, they're like SB Bravos, where they have intentions of joining the UPSL, but, you know, at the moment they're not in the UPSL. Lobos, like... Um, well, not similarly, but uh, Lobos does have a team over there in South Carolina who are in the UPSL as well. So they have... Uh, a team here in San Bernardino, and they have one over there in South Carolina. That's um, the first team, I, would, I should say, is over there in South Carolina, and the second team is here in San Bernardino. So that was that. That was kind of the announcement of this new Corona Cup. I thought it was great. I think it's a good idea to have these, you know, summer tournaments where you just bring invitational teams that, you know, doesn't matter what league they're in, you know, kind of just come together and, you know, enjoy the summer since, you know, these teams didn't have... Uh, playoffs so that's always fun always love to see that all right and then the next following day on july 7th it's been announced by the la galaxy that daniel aguirre has signed a contract um with uh the professional uh mls uh team 
Uh, he spent some time over there at LA Galaxy 2. I think maybe he's been there for a year. A little, like, I think during COVID, that's when Daniel um, signed up with LA Galaxy 2. And then on July 7th, it's been announced that he signed a contract with uh, the first team. So that's pretty good, right? Daniel Gary is a alumni of uh, the Highlanders at UC Riverside. Um, yeah, just to put my personal comments on this, um, again, best that, you know, um, I'm, it's good to see players from our university systems go on to play in the professional ranks. Again, there's been a lot of uh, IE players who do make it to the LA Galaxy 2 squad. And then now Daniel Aguirre, who I thought was a pretty good midfielder. I did see some LA Galaxy 2 games last season. And, you know, he's a pretty good midfielder. He knows how to distribute the ball well. Really good player. And, yeah, and I'm glad to see him on the first team. A lot of celebration uh, for his direction and for his career. It's also noteworthy as well that... The coach of the LA Galaxy 2 is Junior Gonzalez, who was a former coach and assistant with UCR uh, Highlanders. And, you know, I just say that as, as a note because it's good to have that kind of pipeline, right? If you are in UCR and you know that there's a connection at LA Galaxy 2, you can follow the Daniel Aguirre route from UCR going to LA Galaxy 2 and then ultimately to LA Galaxy, the first team and get your contract so good for him i'm really happy you know i think he deserves it and we will we'll, best of luck to him love to see him out there with the la galaxy shirt playing with chicharito and um who else is there jonathan jonathan dos santos and i don't know i don't really keep up with mls but nonetheless very happy for him so that was announced on there and then on july 9th uh atletico football club made their own announcement on one of their players, Luis Marroquin, who got called up for the um, Guatemalan national team seven-a-side tournament. Not a tournament, but the, the Guatemala team will be on a tour on the seven-a-side tournament, or I should say tour, of the United States. And he's been called up to represent uh, the Guatemalan national team in Texas. So, you know, a noteworthy, another noteworthy shout out for him to represent, um, I assume, his country uh, over there on the Seven Aside Tour against the United States. And um, also on July 9th, another announcement by um, Great Oaks High School. Uh, the coach there, um, I think his name is Thomas Carter, Coach Carter. Um, he announced that he will be stepping down from uh, the head coaching job with uh, the Wolfpack. And as I read his statement here to the Wolfpack community, and I quote, uh, it comes with great thought and discussion with loved ones, but it is time I officially resign from the boys head coach coaching position at Great Oak High School. I have enjoyed the last five years and growing this program has given me a sense of fulfillment. I didn't think possible. Not only was it about soccer, winning the league title and tournaments, but it was about setting these kids up for a brighter, more successful future by focusing on having good grades and having fun along the way. I have always had nothing but good intentions with this program and wanted nothing more to be a positive impact on these boys. Given my experience, I know the game and I know what it takes to create and compete 
in a competitive environment. It seems this program is no longer meant for me and my time and effort efforts are needed with my young family. I hope I can see I hope you all can see the dedication I have put in the last five, almost six years. In the midst of a pandemic, losing my father and having my newborn babies, I still showed up for this program. I would like to thank Mr. Keith Moore, Mr. Herschel Ramirez, and uh, Mrs. Luis. I would love to pronounce that last name. I'm not going to even try that. On their continuous support during my time at GOHS. I was GOHS men's soccer in all of the Great Oak High School. Uh, the very best and hope to see them continue to succeed in the future. End quote of that announcement. And so, yeah, that would be um, kind of it for um, the other news segment. Um, I forgot to mention some of the results that happened for uh, the Corona Cup that uh, just happened this past weekend. Um, Athletic FC um, was the first team to win this inaugural cup uh, first match. First match, I said, I should say uh, they defeated Toros Nessas five to one in that first match, and then Lobos also smashed um, SB Bravos by a score of four to one. So that means in the standings, Athletic FC will be on top with you know a goal difference of plus four, and then Lobos FC. Um, are in second place with a goal difference of positive three. You know, both of these teams have three points already with one win. And then SB Bravos are in third place. And then Todos Nessas are in fourth place in the Corona Cup. So that will wrap up this segment of other news. And um, the next segment will be my interview with Coach Ozzy of IEFC. Uh, we had a um, right in front of um, uh, right in front of our house. There used to be a soccer field. We used to play all day, every day. I've yeah. uh, originally where I'm from is like the owners of. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with El Salvador soccer. Um, not much, no. With Salvadoran soccer, so there is uh, one of the biggest club over there is named um, Club Deportivo Aguila. Okay. So um, they used to have a second type of team. Um, it was the first team and second team. They used to practice in our, basically, where we used to live. Okay. So it was one of those, uh, the owners of that of the soccer club back in the days, they used to have a, I don't know how you call the fincas. Like, uh, called, like the field? Um, no, no, they call fincas, like, uh, how do you call the, they used to grow coffee, they used to grow uh, a lot of grains, you know, like uh, okay. corn and things like that. They call, like, ranch, but, like, in bigger. bigger oh, okay, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they used to come over there to practice all the time because it was a nice, nice fields that they have out there. And my dad used to be a goalie. Okay. So that's how, how um, 
that's basically how it started. I always had soccer on my my blood. Wow. Okay, that's cool. So, um, from that, from your soccer story, how did you get involved with um Inland Empire uh, Football Club and and why? Well, uh, back in the days when the league started, um, we used to be. Well, UPSL started. We were we were one of the the things that we started with the with the league. Uh-huh. Um, the the reason why we started it was uh there was a the pre- previous owner for Inland Inland Football Club was uh Tony. His name was Tony. Okay. He was um he had he started a club because he had a son. That we we he became over eighteen. There was no club for him. You know. Okay. Yeah. So he also wanted to help the like what what happened with the with a student after eighteen years old? Where do they go? You know. Right. 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 And how do that's how we started like getting young players to get involved in the game after even after high school. Okay. And we used to practice in um, San Bernardino, I believe. Okay. Uh, we used to practice at uh, different places. Europa Valley, I think we used to practice, yeah. and then that, that's how we started. But like I believe four or five years ago, his son didn't play no more, so he decided to just not to have the team anymore. Okay. And at that point, I was with the youth club where I, I was um, with Golden State. Oh, wow, I was okay. with um, I was part of I don't know if you're familiar with the Chivas Academy here in San Bernardino. No, no. Okay, so Chivas USA had an academy here as well in San Bernardino. Wow. And um, I was involved with them, and I was a uh, youth club, basically. And yeah. then we had a... We, we, we used to be part of uh, Pumas, Mexico as well. Okay. So got involved in that. And, and like, five... I would say, like, four or five years ago, I decided to, like, ask the guy, hey, what happened with your club? Uh-huh. With the name of the Empire, you know, like, because I was not involved, like, I was assistant coach with them. Sure. But uh, just assist, I was a head coach. And he told me, like, he's not going to do it because he's just spending money and, like, he doesn't have the time, his son don't play anymore. So right. he was doing it for his son, basically. And I told him, is that okay if I take the name? You know, like, Inline Empire, I like the name, you know. We, yeah. We, used, we came up with that name because we used to be Eagles back in the days. Sure. They used to be, then we changed it to Inline Empire. And that was it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. So, um, uh, you you mentioned uh, you come from El Salvador. So, how long have you been in the Inland Empire? And you know, um, from your time uh, here in the region, um, what would you say uh, makes the soccer here in the IE different from anywhere else that you've experienced? Well, I. The the difference that uh, well, I there's a lot of people that don't think like England Empire has a lot of soccer potential because everybody think like Los Angeles has better soccer, right? Which in reality, you know, a lot of the, the good players go over there because there is more competition out there, which is true, you know. Yeah. But from my point, it's like when I was uh, when I was uh, growing with the kids because we had the one of the best team in the area. Okay. And I've, um, we used to go under Chivas Junior USA. Okay. And what, we had, a, like, a team 
that most of the players that I had at that point, they went to universities. That was okay. my point. All my point was like, I, I never thought like I was going to make somebody professional when it comes to soccer. Okay. But I will give them the tools, you know, like how, yeah. to, uh, how to get a better player, how you be a better soccer player so you can get scouted by one of the universities. You get me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what my thing was like. I want to help you out to grow, and I want I want to make sure you go to university. And like, and I did, you know. Like, I would say like fourteen to fifteen players out of my that that passed by my my hands. You know, they became yeah. professional in universities because they got scouted. Right, right. Yeah. So, how long have you been in the Inland Empire? I would say, let's see. About twelve to fifteen, twelve to fourteen years, I believe. Oh wow! Okay. Years. Not that much. Yeah, that kind of sounds like I moved here in two thousand six, so that would kind wow. of um, my brother's. So that's like okay. So okay, I moved around here in two thousand six. So it's like maybe yeah, the twelve, twelve to fifteen years. That sounds right. Well, yeah, you're- 2006, you're talking about 20, 15 years. Yeah. And I moved here 2003, I believe. 2003, because my daughter was just, yeah, I was just born. We moved to Redlands. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So we've been here around the same time. Okay, cool. Um, while we're talking about that with your team, uh, you, you know, you're saying you're talking about the team and it's been around for, you know, uh, more than, more than five years. So how did you guys stay, you know, how did you guys, how did you keep the team, um, afloat since, you know, most teams in, in the, in the UPSL, you know, they have, they, they last for five years and then, you know, they kind of uh, dissolve or, you know, it, it doesn't become a club anymore. So how do you how do you keep the team going? Okay, so basically the team has been around since the league started. You know, like the England Empire has been around since we started. Uh-huh. I would say since, oh, I would say like more than 11 years. So whatever, like if you find the history for UPSL, you're going to see us there. Um, I was assistant coach in the, uh, as an Inland Empire football club. And oh. then I became the owner. And how do I stay afloat? I'll tell you, just God bless you. I'll tell you, we always <laughs> find people like, we don't ask for a lot of money, but they always come through like with $300, $200, oh, you know, wow. whenever I can. And like some of the players also help out. Like, we don't charge the player, but some players, we tell them, hey, can you help us out? And they will say, yeah, we can help you out. Basically, it's like, we don't we don't get a lot of sponsors, but we, our team, we, most of the, like, registration I pay out of my pocket, because I love the game, you know, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's one way to do it. Um, so... Uh, my next question. So, like, like you've been saying, you've been with the UPSL since the start. So, why have you always been in the um, UPSL? Have you ever thought about going to um, other leagues, or in the future, do you plan on competing in another league? You know, but, um, yes, we are actually. We uh, we already have a U twenty three going, um, and they're already playing a soccer premier. Yeah. Um, soccer premier became. I don't know if you. I'm pretty sure you know already. They became with uh, partners with Nisa. Yes, yes. So being Nisa, Nisa is uh, one of the is is already a pro league. 
and they have a relegation uh whatever they yeah. call it and so we're trying to find that that path you know because i'll tell you like to be a professional soccer player you have to have the connections here in the united states or anywhere else in the world you have yes. to have the connection if you don't have the connection no matter how good you are they're never gonna see you that's true and I believe uh, Nisa has what it takes because uh, if we go, if we go to uh, like to soccer premier, if we do good, we we have a spot to play like Nisa, you know, like Nisa Cup. Yes. And like if, once we have the spot, they're gonna be play. They're gonna teams, the bigger teams, bigger clubs. They're gonna see like our IE products being developed in that area. You get me? Yes. Yes. Understood. So. So you field two teams. I know a lot of teams uh, do that. So will you still field your UPSL teams or you're kind of just, you want just one in SoCal Premier and you want one in UPSL. You don't want to put all of your good players in one league. you rather just have, um, you know, two groups in two different leagues. Well, our point is to have, our thing is like, the UPSL, we don't know what's going to happen with UPSL. They don't think that uh that I know of, um, I never encountered any problem with UPSL until now this year. Okay. Uh, we got a, the, two, the three points forfeited because supposedly we didn't have a permit. Uh, we didn't have a permit in, uh, um, in the in the city, even though I paid it and I showed them. They didn't want to save my like my proofs. Uh, the lights didn't come out on time, so they wanted to like the guy protested about that. Oh, okay. And, our, like, what is it? Our national anthem didn't play because you know how good reception there in Citrus Park. So okay. he put all of this, and we we got like, even though we won the game, they they came and took it out, like the points. I even I paid the protest, like the appeal process. Uh-huh. But honestly, they didn't want to listen to my like what I have, you know, like. So basically, right now we won those points with a USA Soccer Star, but they didn't want to like. Give us the point. Oh, okay, got it. Understood. Yeah, that does. Okay, yeah, that 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 happens. That could happen a lot in um in these leagues. Um. So yeah, next question. Um. You know, speaking about teams and and other leagues. Um. You know, I think you announced last summer. Uh, you wanted to um have a women's team. Um. Is that still part of the future plans for IEFC? That is correct. Yeah. Um. The league where we're trying to go is like. Uh, we have a, already have partnership with uh, with the uh, clubs in uh, Texas. Okay. Which is like they already have a link there. They already have a team there, like three, four teams around the area. Yeah. So we partnered up with because it happens that the owner of that the club, his wife, is from San Bernardino. Oh, okay. And that's why how we came together with him and like we're talking about like the future here. But there's no like in San Bernardino, there's no like women's team. If you notice, there's no women's team that, but there's a lot right. of girls. Like if you notice, like uh, surf, yeah, legends sure. and these these teams, they always have good players. But what uh, what do they do after university? Right. Exactly. You never know about those players anymore, like women's team. So that was one of the reasons we want. We still want to do it. It's just that uh, they want us to travel to Canada, and like I promise you, it's gonna be hard for us oh, to wow. travel to Canada because of the there's no money, you know. Like so, that's what we didn't agree on the terms of the of the league. 
Oh, okay. So, so okay. So you still want to have a women's team, but you're still looking for other other options in other leagues. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Cool. Almost towards the end here. So, you know, the 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 season has been you know a bit weird because we're we're coming out of COVID, but you know we're we're back to playing soccer here in California. Since your whole time with IEFC. And, you know, with this weird COVID season, what would you say would be a successful season for Inland Empire uh, Football Club this year? Well, so far, we're in fourth place, you know, like, um, even though we started late, we didn't get together until the first week. Well, actually, a week before the, the first game. And yeah. since then, we've been practicing, improving day by day. And, like, we only, basically, we only lost that game, like, Losing a game, that was the only game that we lost in a field, the, like against Santa Monica United. Okay. That was the only game. Like Besides that, we tied the games and then we yeah, won the games. Right. So I think this is one of the the best years we ever had as a, as a club. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so what would make you... What would make you say it would be a good year for IEFC? Making the playoffs, you know, going to, you know, the maybe a semifinal of the Nationals for UPSL or winning the whole uh winning the whole league. What would you think is uh is a good a good goal for you guys to reach this season? Oh man, I'll tell you. Um I think our goal right now is to qualify to the quarterfinals. Okay. That's one of the main goals. And like if we if we make it to the quarterfinals and we make it to the semifinals and we we have what it takes to be champions. I think we have this year we have a good players, good group of young players. And I believe if, if we, everything comes according to the numbers, we'll be, we'll be like on the finals. Yeah. I like and like, it. <laughs> why not going to the nationals? Why not? Everything is possible when you have a dream. <laughs> Hey, that I can't argue with that. I love that. I love that response. That's that's awesome to hear. I love hearing that. And we got everything as possible. You get me? Yes, yes. I I love that spirit. That's absolutely awesome. That actually, that's good for my last question here. You know, since I've been following you guys, you've always been, you've always shown your faith. Um, I, I assume you're, you know, of, of the Christian faith. And but you've always shown that a lot on your team's social media. So how important is, you know, faith for Inland Empire Football Club? Do you think the team would be different if you didn't have that, you know, kind of that Christian spirit? Um, I believe, I believe, I believe so, honestly, because I mean, like when you have, I be, I always tell the kids, you know, like tell the players, you know, we're not perfect, but yet if we believe that God can help us out going through all of this that we're going through, I mean, like everything, anything is possible. Everything is possible. Oh, that's, that's a perfect way to end that last question. Alrighty, that concludes my interview with Coach Ozzy. I want to first say thank you to him for spending time with me in that chat. Um, it's pretty interesting to see how you know that interview was from a couple weeks back. Um, you know, talking about um, his build-up to coming to the playoffs, and you know the fact that uh, the team did reach the semifinals, and you know, just um, you can see how um, that foreshadowing happened from what he said then and you know to what happens now so again um you know the quality of the interview could have been better i think he was at work he seemed like he was at a clerical job 
um, you know, manning the cash register. If there was a customer, uh, the phone call had to uh, get cut and I had to reach somewhere and there was not a customer. But um, nonetheless, again, I want to say uh, thank you for Coach Ozzy for um, that interview. And with that, um, that about does it for this episode. Again, you could always follow IE Soccer on Instagram and Twitter. You can just type in IE Soccer 9 or 909 and you should see my logo uh, there so you can follow if you don't follow me uh, you can also like us on facebook and if you're super nerdy we do have a subreddit on reddit you can um, join the community there and talk about um, ie soccer uh, for next week i think around the same time i'll have the third episode coming out again there's only four things um, for ie soccer going on just mostly the women's in the wpsl and the upslw the SoCal Premier, and then, of course, the Corona Cup. Um, that's all that's left so far in this month of July, but, you know, that's probably what I'm going to be talking about uh, next week. And, um, you know, I also have another uh, topical discussion. I'll probably put out a, a voting poll uh, before next week's episode, kind of just to get the, a discussion going. That way this, um, you know, podcast can seem more interesting and make you guys um, part of the discussion. And I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on, you know, this topic that I'm thinking about for next week since, you know, IE soccer is going a bit slow um, since all the seasons and all the teams are kind of done. But that about does it. I hope to see you guys next time. I hope you guys have a great day. You take care and I'll see you guys next time.